freshly bitten by a radioactive mongoose, this is Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. Hi, Anthony. What's up, T? How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. We're back at it. Feels good to be back at it. I know you had a, a couple life-changing uh, experiences in terms of moving and stuff, so it's been a little rough to record, but we're going to get back on it for all our fans out there. Yeah, sorry about that, folks. We're going to try and be on the regular, but you know what? Life happens, and I have a little uh, a new uh, studio here that's not completely set up, so if there's any audio issues, I'm working on it. There you but, go. Uh, so I'm really excited because this is going to be our Marvel free, our first Marvel free podcast. That's right. We, we've been saying we want to cover cover other topics besides just Marvel, but Marvel stuff keeps happening, and it's kind of driving our podcast right now. So <laughs> um, we don't want to talk about major Marvel. news. We don't want to yeah, talk about Marvel. News. That's it. Yeah, yeah we're, we're talking. Our we're talking about Marvel by not talking about Marvel. <laughs> That's right. That's what we're talking about. All right. So what are we covering today, ladies and gentlemen? We are covering um, uh, the film uh, Brightburn by director James Gunn of Guardians of Galaxy No, 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 no. No, he didn't direct. <laughs> James Gunn didn't direct. He produced. Oh, he produced, he yeah. produced it. Oh, yep. Okay. He, he produced uh, – the director is actually David Yaravesky. Yaravesky. Okay, Yaravesky, so we're covering yeah. that, produced by James Gunn, and we are we are also going to be discussing The Boys, uh, the new Amazon um, streaming uh, series that dropped. Yeah, we're, we're going to call it a streaming gem, but it's hard to call it yeah. a streaming gem when it's the most popular show on Amazon. Ever. Uh, in terms of their streaming service, so uh, but we're, we're going to label it that anyway. Just a couple notes up front. So we're going to do our usual bit. Non-spoiler, spoiler. So if you want to, you know, go check out the, these materials and it comes back. And also, these are two properties not for kids. So everything right, we talked right. about before, you know, you can watch with your with your kids and, you know, it's a great time. So these in terms of how, I want to say, gruesome and language and things of that nature, they're, they're pretty hard R. Adult yeah, adult con- content. Um, not that we're going to be cursing all the time, but, you know, just just know that up front. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's like late night radio. This is not all podcasts wear capes nighttime edition. <laughs> Put some Barry White music on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, so you know, when you're well, watching with you know the, these uh, these two things, you know, don't watch it with your kids. Uh, I guess uh, high schoolers are fine, um, but you know that's up to you. Right. Anyway, so let's start off with Brightburn. 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 Right. Uh, really, really enjoyed Brightburn. Right. So it's it's a film. It's a film. It's a short one, right? It only yeah, ran it's about in an hour about and a half. An hour and an hour and a half. James Gunn producing. And this is uh, and we're gonna so this isn't really a spoiler because we really can't talk about anything about it other than if you talk about the uh, Superman origin story, right? So this is a kind of a film that takes that trope of the uh, alien coming to Earth as a superhero and takes that story of Superman and, and turns it on its end. Yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I liked that um, you could tell it's not, it's not one of these... Um, it was actually in the movie theaters and sexual uh, a, a film, not just 
uh, streamed. Yeah, this is one of those films. It was in the um, it was in theaters. It wasn't out too long, um, I guess, because it really wasn't making its money, and then it, it was released on on video pretty quickly. It's really it's really quite right. good. It's um, it's a small film in terms of the cast and the small budget. Film. It's not. You, yeah, yeah, it's not Avengers: Infinity War. Right? No, um, not even though ironically, the uh, the star his name is uh, Jackson Dunn. He played uh, Scott Lang in Avengers: Infinity War when he's going through the uh, the time travel stuff and they're they're oh, testing really? everything out. He plays the the twelve year old version of Scott Lang. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So the more we try to get away from Marvel, the more it comes back around. It seems like. But he's the star, and there's the Brightburn has special effects, and the the special effects are uh, are well done. It's kind of at the level of a Chronicle, if you remember the Chronicle film. It's that kind of budget, right? There's a lot of uh, shooting in interior of houses and things, but the story is really good, and you know everything doesn't have to be be this um, this huge space battle, with, right? Uh, with the 10,000 characters, CGI characters running across a, uh, a barren landscape. It's, um, uh, and it's really good. And it is in essence, it is a horror film. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, uh, quick question. Did you ever read red sun Superman? No, but I, I know the, essentially the story that if, uh, what, it's like a kind of a DC, what if Superman didn't land in, Kansas, but landed in like Siberia in the Soviet Union or something like that. Yeah, I think it's Russia or something like that. Yeah, so right, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering. I never read it either, but I was wondering if this is more of a riff on that yeah. than essentially just flipping the the Superman story. So right, um, yeah, definitely worth checking out. But I guess Superman Red Sun. I guess Superman Red Sun. It's a you know the government. Soviet government gained control of Superman at that point, and they they were able to do that, and it was part of the government, kind of like when they did the reboot of the kind of the Ultimates reboot of a Hyperion, okay, which was a good run in Marvel, where um, Hyperion, which is essentially Superman, Superman, um, right? Yeah. So what if that's more like a story of what if Superman was not found by mom paul kent but uh, was found by the u.s government and was trained and raised and uh by the u.s government right 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 so um but this is this is really good the uh, the acting by the uh the star he is awesome he's really good he really sells that part when when he like he can really dance between this kind of Hey, I'm just a kid. Sympathetic, yeah, sympath- yeah sympathetic kid, and then uh, somebody you be you you want to run away from, basically. Yeah, yeah. Then it's when he when he goes on this thing, it's kind of like this kind of uh, craziness, and there's a lot of really good acting bits in this. Yeah, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks is in it. She plays his mother. So he, let me let me get to my one criticism of the, the film. Is this spoiler or non spoiler? Do we want to just jump right into spoilers? No, this isn't this is this isn't a spoiler. This isn't okay. a spoiler. Go ahead. So the one criticism of the film is that I I, I like Elizabeth Banks and I like the actor who played uh, the father character. He is Pam's first boyfriend from The Office. Yep, he played Roy. His, his name is David Dedman. David Dedman, yeah. Yeah. He, he, they, they both did a really good job, but I kind of wish that they 
like along with the rest of the cast, I wish that they chose unknown actors to play them. Because when, when Elizabeth Banks is on there and 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 Roy is on there, I'm gonna call him Roy. <laughs> uh, I I I was I was seeing Pam's boyfriend. You know, I was seeing Pam's boyfriend, I was seeing Elizabeth Banks. But when um when I saw the kid, I saw the character. When I saw the the girl in his class, the young actress who played the girl in his class, I was I it didn't you know it didn't take me out of the story. So I kind of wish, and even though Elizabeth Banks and Roy did a great job, I I, I would have you know preferred if it were unknown actors that I never saw before. And and that's my only criticism because I really like the film and um, like listen if I made that film. It, it would be the crowning achievement, you know, a crowning creative achievement of my life. I would be like, I'd be so proud of it. It'd be the best thing ever. You know what I mean? Be like, yeah. I, I, but, um, but, you know, that one little thing, you know, I, I, I can't not see Elizabeth Banks, you know? Uh, uh, so it kind of took me out just a bit from like kind of really what the zeitgeist of that, of that, uh, the film was. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't bother me so much because I was really into the film and, uh, you know, it was it was creepy. So anything that's a little creepier, I'm I'm kind of on the edge of my seat, just waiting to see what's going to happen next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really creepy film. Really yeah. creepy film. Um, I guess let's jump in. Let's jump into spoilers. Yeah, right, because All right. we can't really talk about it. So, how how do you want to go with, go about this? Do you want to talk about the eye or the jaw first? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> right. Oh my god! Oh, wait, 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 remind me of the jaw part. So this is more towards the almost the end of the movie when he he actually kills his uncle. In the car. Oh, that's right. Oh, and he, he okay. lifts the car oh. up and drops the car. And the, the his uncle, um, his face hits the steering wheel as the car's falling. Oh. And and it doesn't kill him right away. So you think he's actually going to survive. And he's just kind of holding his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I held my mouth. So I, that's why I got muffled there. <laughs> um, you know, Italian and talking my hands. But, uh, but yeah, he's holding his mouth. And you're like, oh, he's, he might get out of this. And then he moves his hand, and his jaw is just so disfigured. The effects were for this were unbelievable. It was I was cringing watching this. This essentially, this film, it's 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 about body the body horror, right? The whole thing, yeah. So it's not just. I mean, that jaw scene is ridiculous. The car and jaw scene is ridiculous, but there's more like that. Yeah, there, there's a couple things, but I, I guess let, let's go back to the. To, to the overall story, so yeah, so 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 essentially, this is this is what happened. So go go out and watch it, then come back and listen to this. But essentially, it's the Superman story. Uh, the, the his little spaceship cradle is in the barn underneath the planks, just like in Superman. But what happens is he's there hitting. He's beginning to hit puberty, and the spaceship is talking to him and telling him to uh, take the take world. over the what world. Is it? Yeah, take over. Yeah, the, take over, take the, over the world. The world. Yeah. And and the initially the kid's kind of confused about it. The 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 lead is confused about it, but then just kind of embraces it. It leans into it. And, yeah, like you, you yeah, can't yeah. tell if he's got like it's almost like a split personality type thing because right, right. you know there's parts where he he's just your normal kid wandering around, going to school, doing yeah. that kind of thing. He's being picked on in school. You know, kid just being not nice kids. Um, yeah. But then he would do things. And it didn't seem like he kind of knew what the other side was doing almost. I mean, yeah. at least that, that was the impression that I was getting. And then just, 
you watch because he's doing stuff that's not so good that kind of i'll say personality just ends up taking over right right and right, then right. he's not he he's not like the, the the best kid um yeah but yeah his powers i mean he can fly he shoots uh lasers out of his eyes uh he's really strong he's indestructible like the, yeah, the way he's superman yeah the the way that he discovers he has his powers he's mowing the grass right and what happened? Something happened with the lawnmower, and he just kind of—he's pulling the yeah. He's right. He's trying to start it. That's what it is. He's trying, he's trying to, start to start it. So he he pulls it really fast, and, and then it, it goes, goes flying, flies, yeah, like fifty yards away. And then he goes up, and then the the blade is turning the, and it's up the 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 lawnmower is upside down, and the right. blade is out. And he's just looking, at it and then he just jams his hand in there, and yeah. he messes up the blades. Yeah, yeah. That, that that was I thought really interesting because there was nothing shown before that to kind of indicate that he's got any sort of indestructible powers, yeah. you know? Right, right, right. And so for him to just shove his arm in there and, uh, yeah. I mean, it's early on in the movie, so you know it's not going to get chopped off. Yeah. But yeah, he basically sticks it in, mangles up the, the lawnmower right. and stuff. So, I mean, it was pretty good. They, they did a good job of pacing this movie. Those scenes where he's, the scenes where um, he's interacting with the girl in his class and then, and then he's out, goes hunting with his dad his dad tries to have the birds and the bees conversation and it's like hey man it's all right you know you're gonna be in the yeah. girls and you could do you know the thing and it's gonna be okay something and he goes like right now and and, and like you know embrace it and he goes like right now and his dad's like no 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 not right now and yeah. then the next thing he's he, he disappears in the camping trip and shows up in her in her room yep and then she, and then and then she, she he breaks her hand and it's just like oh and the diner scene. Okay. So the girl who who's causing the problems for him, um, she's not being really nice because well, obviously he he was in her room, right? So she freaks out, sees him in there, she leaves. The next day at school, he breaks her hand, and then the mother comes to school and they're talking about how the kid's bad and this and that, you know. And she works at a diner. So go ahead, T. What happens in a diner? So the kid gets like a towel or like I don't know he he makes a costume for himself right with the red cape yeah and you know you know what that is essentially what a twelve year old yeah. with no sewing skills would totally come up with yeah. it's basically like a a Christmas stocking that that's kind of like yeah. knit and you just cut it open basically right and then he put it he put it over his head so it's it, it's reminiscent of Jason Voorhees or yeah. Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, the kind of masked horror film. So it, it really kind of shifts into that, like, this is that kind of, like, unstoppable horror character that's going out uh, after. And so so the mother, after the situation in the um, principal's office, they, she's there working and she's closing up and she's counting money. And then he starts coming in to uh, kind of... And it's just this terrible scene where he... Yeah, so so she closed up the diner for the night. And uh, so she's the only one in there. And then he comes in. And it's one of those, you see him, you don't see him. You see him, you don't yeah. see him. Like one of those kind of horror things. And, uh, and the light bulbs break over her face, uh, over her head, the the fluorescent bulbs. And the, and the piece of glass falls right into her eyeball. And she's pulling out the piece of glass from her eyeball. Oh. It's like, oh. Yeah, I mean, listen, listen. Not just not for kids. No, <laughs> I, I had a tough kids. time watching yeah, that. Not for many, not for many adults as well. Yeah, we we talked about the jaw earlier. So the jaw is later in the movie. This eye scene is, I guess, right in the middle. And yeah, yeah, between yeah. the two of them, they're 
they're interesting. They're interesting scenes yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah but be well. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this part, you, you most likely have seen the movie already, so you know exactly yeah. what we're talking about. If you haven't, good luck again. Stop good, and watch good, it. Or, good good luck. Go, go go enjoy it. This is a it, you know it drops all these hints. You know what I mean? Uh, that oh he, he he gets his hand like at one part in the middle of the movie he gets his he's indestructible, but he gets his hand cut by a piece of metal from the from the um his his spaceship that he landed in so you say oh there is this weakness that he'll be able to have it's like his kryptonite right and there's a whole thing with elizabeth banks and it's going and she's running to the barn to go she goes oh he could be cut and then she's the 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 dad's already dead he burned out he burned out oh so so yeah so so the father um roy from the office does the the old yeller thing takes him on a camping trip they're gonna go hunting right he brings him out he tells uh he tells the kid's name is brendan tells him to go look um over by like a stream or something and he goes over and he shoots him in the back of the head and the bullet bounces off and he turns yeah. around flies right up to him and yeah he burns his eyes out with his laser vision Another another gruesome scene. Uh, really, a scene reminis- reminiscent in the boys too. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, get to like, the boys, yeah, which yeah. which is why is the boys uh, a a sequel to Brightburn, or is it or is <laughs> yeah, Brightburn right? a sequel yeah. to the boys, which we'll get to later? But um, they shot this whole movie for six million bucks. Now I don't know what special effects cost or anything like that, but these three scenes: the eyeball scene, the um, the it jaw was only scene. Six million dollars. That's what they shot it for. Yeah. And uh, and this scene here where he, where the, the eyes get burned out, I mean, these are great looking effects. Like, I mean, like I said, I don't know what they, what they cost uh, in terms of actual budget for for special effects, but yeah. they're on the money with, with with this film. I guess that's why it's only an hour and a half, maybe. And, and and you know, they're leading up to this thing, so you know that kind of horror movie trope where the last person stays alive doesn't happen he doesn't he, no it kills he everybody have, this is not a half happy nope. not a half kills ending. the kills the cops that come to 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 help the mother kills his father kills his mother and then sees a plane and to cover it up he just drops a plane on top of yeah, everything it kills, so it's kills just the, like the whole a plane um just to co- just to cover up the thing so he could still make pretend he's a innocent little boy yeah that that shot where he's just sitting in the the ambulance eating like a cookie or yeah. something after he destroyed yeah. the whole airplane it's um it's 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 really good. It's really really good. I I really yeah. enjoyed this. And then they went go into the post credits. Spoiler for post credits. So you watch post credits. Yep. Yeah. My, Michael Rooker with his wig. Michael Rooker, right, right. Yep. Michael Rooker, uh, Yondu y- from Yondu. Guardians of the Galaxy is there. You know, they got some again another kind of internet. Um, he, he's basically uh, a YouTube YouTuber to bring it back to Marvel. He's J Jonah Jameson in uh, Far From Home. Right, 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 right. And he's and then he says, and then there's the, you know. This woman with the lasso and then the thing, so he kind of goes over like the Justice League. Yeah. So there's like there's six people there, like the six things, and one's like like one was like an Aquaman type one, one was a Wonder Wonder Woman Woman type one, and then there was a question mark. I guess the question mark one was Batman. I guess Batman, right? Yeah. So it's if you like horror movies and you like superhero movies, this is uh, the the film for you. It is it's really good because it's character driven. The acting's on point. It's character-driven. There's really tense scenes. It's not just all special effects explosions, which there are a couple. No, there's good. There's definitely good stuff visually. Yeah. But it's really the story of. It's almost like a conflict within himself. Is he going to be good or bad? And you're like, yeah. 
what's he gonna do here? Yeah. It goes the way you don't expect, which 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 is refreshing. Yeah, uh, uh, good, good good film, definitely. Uh, um, you know, uh, whenever it comes on whatever HBO streaming or I mean, you could purchase it on Apple TV right now. I know. Um, so uh, yeah, definitely uh, check this out. Brightburn is a real recommendation and uh, and a lot of fun if you're a horror fan. Yeah, four four and a half capes out of five. <laughs> four and a half capes. <laughs> Two secret layers, four and a half capes, and uh, and a flying dog, and a, and a utility belt. <laughs> awesome! All right, so so that was Brightburn. Yeah, definitely check it out. Okay, and now the streaming gem. Streaming gems. We're we'll a little special. Yeah, we we gotta we keep saying that we gotta come up with a with a jingle if we're gonna if we're gonna include more. Streaming Gems. Streaming Gems is a segment we're going to be doing regularly where we recommend hidden gems in streaming services that you could kind of look up, whether it's Netflix or or Amazon or or Amazon Prime or whatever. But uh, and we were like, oh, wow, the boys, let's do this for Streaming Gems. Lo and behold, it's not a hidden little gem. The boys was the biggest watched opening on any kind of Amazon Prime uh, yeah original uh, original original series that they've ever had and it has completely blown up the boys it's called yeah. and and it's kind of weird because the boys the name of it doesn't really isn't very descriptive of what the show is about no to me it's almost like um a play on the saying like the all oh, boys will be boys kind of thing where, you know, you get into mischief and trouble and things like that when, when you're a young kid. But yeah, this is essentially a show about superpowers, superpowered people who don't have the moral compass of Spider-Man and Superman and Batman. It's basically like, if you got superpowers, what would you really be doing? <laughs> right. So, right. So so what what this is, it's it is 100 percent the Justice League. Oh yeah, it's it's, um, you it's have, a total. You have, you have Superman is changed into a character called Homelander. Homelander. Um, it's pretty much as it has Superman's powers, but it's a little less like Homelander, more like you know when there was that amalgam universe of uh, Marvel and DC, and they they merged Captain America and Superman into something called Super Soldier. So that was uh, it was like that. So there is a Wonder Woman type character called Queen Maeve. There is an Aquaman yeah, character the deep. called he, he was the deep. He was an interesting character. Uh, there is, who you never saw, there's one that's supposed to be Green Lantern who just retired. He might come uh, second season, but his name is um, the Lamplighter. Right. The Lamplighter. There's the Flash. It's... Uh, A-Train. A A-Train is a Flash. He's, yep. he's like, well, yeah, but one of the major characters. Um, there is Black Noir, um, which is... <laughs> and I, by I, the way, Noir means black, so his actual character's name is Black Black. 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 <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and uh, he's kind of like Batman. He's very mysterious. He's not yeah, they're, in it they're vague. Lot. He doesn't speak for the entire show. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, there, re it's real vague on, on his powers. There's, there's, there's uh, one character called Translucent, who is like the Invisible Man, yep. right? I guess it doesn't have an, a, a version in the Justice League. He's not based on a specific Justice League character. 
Uh, but it's funny in the in the in the um, in the series, they're like, you know, translucent doesn't mean invisible; it just means kind of see through. It does. Right? <laughs> they, 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 um, they poke fun at him all the time. Maybe his name should right. be transparent. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And then then there is the starlight. And starlight. Did, yeah, but she's more of like a Justice Society. What's what was the name? Well, I, w- I was going to say kind of like Dazzler almost. Kind from, of like uh, Dazzler, from X-Men, but yeah. Also, there's that um, Star Girl who's in Earth 2, uh, Just, Justice Society, DC. So she's kind of like Star Girl. Um, but yeah, so there, there's this Justice League, and they are controlled by a. They're called the Seven. Right. And they are, they are, this is, none of this is spoilers yet. No, no, no. This is basic none groundwork. This is, this is basic groundwork. And they are controlled by, they are em- essentially employees of this corporate, this huge corporation. Yeah, called, called VOT. They're, um, they're basically like agents kind of thing where like they, they're, they're leasing out the superheroes to, well, I'm, I'm using the term superheroes. They're leasing out members of the seven we'll we'll say to different parts yeah. of, the, of the united states to basically like oh you're gonna go franchises control. right yeah. franchises you're gonna go uh protect dc and you're gonna protect florida and that kind of thing but and they're, they're they making money the- yeah like the the cities basically pay uh big contracts to have their own superhero yeah. kind of thing and then they give even like you know small little towns like i don't know toledo ohio i'm just pulling that out of the air but yeah that, right know, but they give them the the the, the, the smaller the yeah, yeah, yeah. the d-listers exactly. they get to go oh no i don't want to be sent to toledo ohio yeah right? <laughs> right so um and so that's them but there is and and what happens in the show is like fade was saying it's you know this absolute power corrupts absolutely idea that in this age of you know hyper celebrity uh that these characters are 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 marketed these these heroes are marketed as celebrities and they're they're given these kind of goody two shoes public personas promo- public persona in movies uh, more important than the heroes themselves or their publicists and what happens is and then they hide all this terrible stuff that these awful people are doing. I mean, that's not really a spoiler because that's the essential conceit of the film is like, what are these people doing and how terrible they really are? And then you have this group of regular human beings called the boys right? who are out to stop them. Right. B- Billy the Butcher, played by Carl Urban, uh, who was who awesome. amazing. He was so great, yeah. What an amazing... Uh, what a genre film career this guy has had, Carl Urban. You yep. know where he got his start? Well, Lord of the Rings, Xeno, right? Xena Warrior Princess okay. and that Hercules show from way back in the 90s. Remember that Her- uh, Hercules I, show yeah, with Kevin Sorbo? Right. Yep. He was, in, he was in those. He played like three different characters. Then he was one of the writers of Rohan in Lord of the Rings. He played... Um, he Dread, Judge Dread, Judge Dread in a, like one of the best superhero movies ever. What a great movie, Judge Dread. I mean, how how great that was compared to the uh, Stallone. Sylvester Stallone one, which was just off. I couldn't watch it. Um, but that that Judge Dread film, he was He's in, in Thor Ragnarok. He played Scourge. He played McCoy in the new Star Trek movies. That's right. Yep. You know, he's just and and there's so much more in there. I'm a huge Carl Urban fan. And I think it was one he called, was it called Pathfinder? 
he played this, it was like a Viking or some kind of thing. Um, it was a really good movie too. I mean, maybe I'm mixing that up with another movie, but listen, he always hits his mark. Carl Urban always hits his mark and he's Billy the Butcher and he's just like this, this like tough, uh, you know, CIA adjacent kind of person. Yeah, it's real, it's real vague early on what he actually is and what his agenda really is. Right. But, uh, he, he does some great speeches. Killing superheroes is his agenda, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. That, that, well, uh, you don't know that at first, right? You kind of get that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but in the beginning, the he, first episode, they, right, they, they, right. They, he they, he right. presents himself as a like like you said, CIA adjacent, almost like an informant kind of thing. But he's he's really not the lead. The lead is Huey, Huey, which is played by uh, the actor who is. Um, uh, Randy Quaid and Meg Ryan's son. Oh, Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid is his Jack name. Quaid. Jack Quaid. Yeah. Jack Quaid. Yeah. Um, and he does a great job. He does a great job in it. Uh, his dad is played by oh Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Uh, from, yeah, you know, I can't. I can't believe much Simon, everything. Yeah, yeah Simon, Simon Pegg, Pegg is now the old guy. It was uh, right because actually when they because this is based on a comic book and I, what I read is that and because I, I never read the comic book um that. The, the the character was you know when they were drawing him and they were creating him they would he looked like Simon, Simon Pegg Pe- right Simon Pegg playing him right yeah right, right. yeah so so the comic book it's actually written by Garth Ennis who uh, he's the same guy who did uh, Preacher right right if you guys watch Preacher on AMC it's the the same writer um, I never read the comics either I didn't even know it was a comic book property I thought this was a, a strictly Amazon original yeah. uh, series. Um, but I, I'm interested to go back and maybe maybe check out a couple issues here and there and see. So, what, so what, what happens is. is his girlfriend dies in, and, and this is in the spoiler because it happens in the first five minutes. His girlfriend dies as collateral. Yeah, it's actually damage. in the trailer. If you watch the the trailer, oh yeah, um, it, it's actually in there. And and the way they show that about how uh, you know collateral damage from you know the superhero activity, and he gets pulled into this because of the trauma he he experienced for that. And and the second lead beyond Billy the Butcher, the second lead is Starlight from the Seven because she's a new member of the Seven and she's very like idealistic and, a, and a essentially good person who uh, was looking to become you know, part of the Seven, uh, the the Justice League team, and and Huey and Starlight get to know each other and have that and they're essentially the two lead characters right uh, with along with carl urban but they're yeah huey's pretty much the main the, the yeah he's the, the driving main, force yeah, yeah he's the driving yeah. force underneath because we're he's that character who is you know is a stand-in for us because we're not superheroes right. and how we kind of get introduced into the world and how and how it how it has an effect on because and how can you identify with uh billy the butcher because he's a cia agent we're that's not you know, relative to our own experience and, and being a superhero like Starlight, that's not relative to our own experience. So what happens is the uh, Huey character, we can kind of place ourselves in, you know, yeah, as a regu- regular human beings to kind of, you know, uh, figure out figure out the world that he finds himself in. Yeah. So the show is eight episodes. They're just about an hour each. Definitely worth checking out. If you haven't already, go back and watch. I can't recommend this enough. Uh, then, then come back here and listen to the next part where we're going to go into full spoilers and actually right. talk about because, the show itself. Yeah, I was, uh, I was really pleasantly surprised because I saw some of the t- trailers and I go, okay, this looks interesting, but you know, it'll be another superhero show, whatever. You know, I was like, I'll watch it. You know, yeah, I, I was and, telling T, I'm like, T, you gotta watch the boys. You gotta watch. Yeah. You watch the boys. He goes, No, nah, not yet. I go, You gotta watch it because we're doing a podcast on it. You gotta watch it. And then finally, when you got started, I think he actually finished it before I did. 
But you know what? I didn't start that that late because how it was only out for a couple of weeks before I started it. It has gone insane how quickly it like it, it's really popular and they've already okayed a second season. Yeah, actually, the, the I just saw an interview. So Seth Rogen is one of the producers. Yeah, um, right. He he uh, he said they have the first episode of season two in the can already that he actually watched it the other day. Really? So they're they're really moving fast on this show. And they're like doubling or tripling the budget. They're throwing all the money at it too. So the special effects are really good. Um, uh, you know, it's more about, again, it's ca- like Brightburn. It's character driven, not special effects driven. So those special effects, whenever those things are, they really need them to kind of put into the story. So right. it's not like, it's not, again, this uh, you know major motion picture budget that goes into this. Uh, but the special effects are um, really good. And second season, they're saying we're giving even more money to the um, uh, for the special effects budget so they can really go like off the hinges with it. But okay, so that's non-spoilers. Let's get into yeah. spoilers. All right. So, yeah, the, the show, it, it's bananas. That's the only way I, I could describe it. It's bananas. The stuff that these guys are doing is pretty insane. Um, and you pretty much get that right off the bat starlight we talked about her before she's the new character to join the seven uh she shows up she tells the deep who's the aquaman uh comparison that you know she used to love him when she was a kid and she had a huge crush on him and then the cat uh, she turns around and he's and he taking his pants off and he like whips it out he's ready to go me, me yep. too movement moment yeah. there and it's like yep. it's just awful and her her experience is there and and you know what it is it is it was great that they went right to that because right because now you know of, you're setting you know, expectations yeah. of this might not be the show you thought it was and you know what this you know it, it i think this out watchmen's watchmen because it really is just like wow this is what people that you know this might be if people had superpowers what would happen they would they would you know have complete entitlement, not feel like anything. They're above the law. Norm, the law, the above the law, the rules don't apply to them. Everybody is just, and again, even these people who are at the top of the world have this internal insecurity that drives their awful behavior. Uh, because again, they're all these heroes, even though they're super powerful, are in, in, are are insecure. And, and they're going through all these kind of – all through these things. And, and you know, what would human beings really have to do? And it's just um, – the deep is awful. And and then when it comes to, you know, Homelander. Oh, he he's basically Brand, either Brandon from uh, Brightburn, grown up. Brightburn. That's what he grows mm-hmm. up to become. Or spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler I'm jumping right to the last episode – Homelander has a son who we know has powers. So it's either yeah. so Brandon from Brightburn yeah. is either Homelander grown up or his son, yeah. basically. But we'll we'll come back to that later. And you know, Homelander has this twisted relationship with Elizabeth Shue. Great acting by Elizabeth Shue. Uh, wow, great! I mean, she just really brought uh, this kind of really good acting to these scenes with Homelander, and really kind of sold it. Because it's, I guess, it's tough to have these kind of scenes when somebody's wearing a, an American flag cape like that and the kind of costume where, you know, um, Homelander's twisted relationship with 
the Elizabeth's shoe character, yeah, who's the Madeline. CEO of the company, Madeline, the uh, the twisted relationship about him and how Homelander never really had uh, his his entire childhood is a manufactured idea, and yeah, and it's it's really interesting that the way that they present the dynamic of the two. You don't know if they're meant to be kind of like lovers or if that's supposed to be her son, right? And that he didn't know. Um, a little bit of both. It's right? very edible. Right? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But they, you know, it's it's really far into the series before they actually, you know, present. Yeah. Oh, they're kind of they're kind of lovers, but he's he's like a man child basically. Right. You know, but but the the, the actor's name is and Anthony I, Starr. He he was phenomenal because his public right. persona. You like Homelander when he's in public, and then behind closed doors, you just despise <laughs> this guy. Yeah, I I like also how you know they get into the politics of it. Religion gets mixed up into the whole thing. You know the 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 really the the the, the idea be, be, between the public persona and the hidden persona. Um, and the, it's ironic because Homelander is like, oh, my, oh, my, my secret identity. I haven't done that forever. He doesn't wear other clothes. He is Homelander. He just wears the clothes. Yep. I'm not going to be this kind of secret identity, but he says, oh yeah, I don't have a secret identity. But in the end he does because it is the manufactured social media TV you know, convention kind of thing that he puts out and then who he really is underneath. So even though he says he doesn't have the secret identity, he does have the secret identity going through. And it is, it, it's really a really kind of powerful kind of superhero story that really exists poignantly in the culture we're in right now about how, you know, how awful these people are and what we do about it and then the people who are trying to stop the superheroes are doing terrible terrible things too there's really there's really again a situation where you're you're existing in the universe or people are being driven not by this person's good or that person's evil but everybody has to do what they're doing and are going to do bad stuff to get their way to to kind of achieve their goals billy the butcher is not a good guy no. Billy the Butcher is not a good guy and he not at corrupts all. Huey. And Huey is not a good guy either. I mean the only person uh, that you could kinda say is is Starlight is, is a real hero is a Starlight, but again, even even her, she's a complicated character that will go and lie and get get caught up in all this kind of thing and and sacrifice her beliefs and kind of thing, and she has a whole arc about like you know, that struggle between, you know, following and doing what the corporation tells them and all these other forces, her mother, all these other forces telling her how to be and what to do and kind of like breaking through that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it's it's interesting. It's a really good take because characters who you like in the beginning, you might not like by the end of just that episode. And then maybe you'll like them again. And, oh, maybe they're, they're good. And, you know, they might do something. But nope. Nope, it's yeah, the, yeah. the most interesting arc I think for me was actually the deep because he comes on as like you basically you hate his guts right from the beginning and then the, halfway through the, the the series you actually start feeling bad for him when he when he's I, and you know what I, I they they tried to do that with me I don't feel bad for him because he had because he was doing like all this like you know sexual assault thing right 
Yeah, I mean, not that not that you should feel bad for him, but, you know, they try to manipulate your emotions. Yeah, he has this kind of disgusting gill kind of thing underneath his ribs, right? Those, those then, were some good-looking effects. Speaking of special effects, those were really good. So, um, yeah, so he, he ends up yeah. um, hooking up with a, with a girl. And, and she, and she her, violates his gills. She, she basically, you would almost say rapes him kind of thing, yeah, where yeah, she's, much, right, right. she's shoving her hands, like, in his gills when he takes his shirt off. And... Complete date rape scene. Right? Yeah, 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 it was it was interesting. But I, I was I was talking about the part with the dolphin where he's trying to save the dolphin from like uh, was it like Sea World almost? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he ends sea up. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I'm gonna save you. I'm gonna save you. And he ends up getting in a car accident, and the dolphin just shoots through the windshield. And there's this kind of uh, you know suggestion of uh, more than just the talking to relationship with the dolphin. Right, that you know, and then he's in the store, and he wants to take get the 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 lobster out of the tank, and he's going, "I'm gonna save you, I'm gonna get you out of there." And then the, yeah, he basically buys the lobster. Like if you go to Shoprite and buy a lobster, so he wanted to set him free, but they chopped. Yeah, his, and, his and the guy killed him that. before he was able to to buy him. Yeah, it, you know, really, really enjoyed this. Um, and they and they have a, the actor does a good job because the actor's kind of like, "Whoa, what am I doing?" Whoa. You know, and he's like, uh, he did, you know, not taking responsibility and then playing pathetic. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's just, you know, it's all these terrible things are happening to me. You know, you're a superhero. You're a fucking seven. And, excuse my language. And you have everything in the world and you ruin it all. Right. So. But then, and then what they do with translucent, what the boys do with translucent. Yeah. He, well, he, he basically, if you could turn invisible and you're a creep, you're just going to go hang out in the, the woman's bathroom yeah. all the time, which yeah, is yeah. essentially what he does to the point where people just know he's in there. And like, you have, you have no idea that he's in the scene. Then somebody will walk out and just be like, you're a creep. And you're like, who they're talking to? Who are you talking about? And then he shows up. It's, um, That's pulled from uh, the comic book League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's, it echoes that because oh, is it, it, it not not the movie where I, the, I'm making yeah, it yeah. in the movie League of Extraordinary Gentlemen doesn't exist, but the comic book when when they when they're putting the team together in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, they go, oh look, there's this convent and there's reports from this convent that there's all these uh, virgin births going on and virgin pregnancies going on. Why are all these, why are, why are all these nuns in a convent with no men getting pregnant? And it's like, like the, the uh, invisible man doing the like the Holy Spirit type there. thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and then they pull him out and that's how they know that that's where he is. So they go and grab him and, and do that. And, and yeah, the invisible man is, is, is an awful character in there. So it's very echoes uh, that. So, and how, the, and, and I won't bring it up here, but how they, they deal with translucent uh, is, is, is crazy. Well, we're, we're in spoiler section. They they blow yeah, him up. Yeah, we're in spoiler. They, they blow him up. <laughs> they stick a grenade up his bum. Yeah, <laughs> because he does, not only not only is he invisible because he's invisible because there's some kind of carbon skin or something like that, special skin yeah. that makes him invulnerable. Right. So they can't shoot him, and they're trying all these crazy bullets and trying to kill him, and they couldn't. Yeah. But uh, definitely, the boys is something if you're a superhero fan and with. And want it to be a little more, um, a little more intense and adult, and kind of really, kind of again turning, you know, um, uh, these superhero stories in, uh, you know, uh, taking a an odd angle to them and taking a look at that. The boys really does that, uh, really. Yeah, well, really yeah. Well. And if and if you weren't sure 
um, which way it falls, right? Because they're still doing good things throughout the show. You know these guys are no good with, with the plane scene. I think it's episode yeah, yeah. Uh, three or four. That's the best scene. Yeah, that's the best yeah, scene. Yeah, it's the best scene. So it's, um, you know, Homelander and Queen Maeve. That something happened to the plane. I forget exactly what. The one but, of the the one of the uh, oh it was hijacked it was hijacked oh right it was hijacked hijacked, right? hijacked that's right that's right so Homelander and, and and Queen Maeve they they go they board the plane they fly up right they take out the terrorist you're, they're gonna get the plane or whatever and then they go and everybody's in the cockpit clapping. Yeah, yeah yeah and then they go it's into like, the oh, cockpit thank you Homelander thank you right and Homelander accidentally kills the pilot or something. Or did one of the terrorists kill the pilot? The terrorists are in the cockpit, and he yeah, he kills one of the pirates because he takes him out with his heat with vision. his laser eye, well, right? Right, and, and and what he also does though is he, he he completely destroys the controls of the plane, so that the plane is going to go down. And right. Then he goes out, and then Queen Maeve is like, "Oh, go go out and fly out and like help the plane land." He goes, "You can't do that. If I go out and I try to lift the plane, it'll start." spinning around and everything like that there's nothing i can do and she goes well she goes why don't you start flying them down one by one because there's not enough time i can't do it we just let's go because well, yeah. take at least take this little girl and he's like no then she'll be a witness and see everybody will see we just let these people go there yeah you know? and and it's and it's this 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 you know queen mave is having this moment who is again a complicated character yeah was like if Starlight was in the team for a long time and then went all the way to the to the um uh to a thing to embrace this kind of culture of uh the, the culture of the superhero film, the super the superhero team. And then she's getting pulled back and she's questioning again, kind of starting to see herself as Twilight. I mean Starlight. Starlight kind of kind of trying to come back to some sort sort of humanity. Uh, right, but has, uh, right? but essentially, yeah, they, they let the plane go down and they kill everybody on board. Yeah, which is you know, and then and then Homelander is there going, if we were part, if we could have done more or something, we could have done more if we were we were part of the government. So what happens is that that the seven wants Congress to pass a bill so that the seven is uh, like part of like like a uh, Blackwater kind of mercenary team that is. That the government hires on to go do their work, you know, the corp, the corporate, corporatization of the military, right? So there's all this uh, stuff in there about that, and that's that's one of the essential arcs of of the series. Is do, does this team uh, all of a sudden uh, start having, uh, you know, uh, does the U.S. government start paying the team to do these kind, right. this kind of work? Interesting, their, their origins. Right, so they don't really go into like the origins in the beginning. So it's kind of like, oh, maybe they they manifest that puberty, kind of like yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking like X Men kind of thing. Right, right, right. Um, and then you find out it's basically a farm factory where they're injecting babies when they're born and essentially giving right. them powers. And that's where you get the scene, which is in the trailer of Billy the Butcher. What's it, what's the name of the drug? V V sauce? No, what, what is no, it? um, Compound V. Compound V. Yeah, so Billy the Butcher's running around with a baby, and he's actually shooting lasers out of the baby's eyes, which was uh, pretty. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's it's an intense television show, but right. there's these these moments of comedy, like, comedy, dark, dark like, comedy. Like oh my, well, it's I, I feel sometimes even like a scene out of Pet Detective or something like that. Yeah, where, you know, you know the the scene with the dolphin, the scene with Billy the Butcher killing everybody with the, holding the baby. You know, it's yeah, it's his, slapstick. 
his monologue about the Spice Girls, I thought was great. <laughs> so so it's Billy the Butcher, Huey. There's another character named Frenchie. And uh, I forget the, the other guy's name, the, the cop. Uh, what, what's Mother's his name? Milk? What's it, Mother's Milk? Mother's Milk? Mother's Milk, yeah. that's right. right. Yeah, so... Oh, I so love Frenchie. I love Frenchie. Frenchie's, Frenchie's great. great. But basically, the, the four of them have a little rift, and the way... Like, they're, they're done. They're out. They're leaving. And Billy the Butcher gives a monologue about the Spice Girls, which is hysterical, and how the five Spice Girls are nothing unless they're together. Um, that's essentially the, the, yeah, the essence yeah. of the speech. But it, it's it's really well done, and, and I, I just really... like. Carl Urban, like you said before, he's, he's a great actor. Yeah, his yeah, delivery yeah, is, is great. He's a mark um, every single time. That, that it's just, it's, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, and then and then uh, the little couple of ish episodes, there's um, the guest star, The Sixth Sense, uh, Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment, that's right. Yeah, he's he's yep. in it. He's really good. That's right. Forgot he was forgot about him. Yeah, because he was only in, I, I think, like two episodes. Two or three um, episodes, but, right? Yeah, but his character was good. Um he, he mesmer mesmer Mes, mesmer this, mesmer yeah, right, right yeah right. so he, he had like um what do you call it, like gene gray tele uh telepathy type powers well he, he could he could touch you if he if he comes in skin to skin contact he could like read your mind as he was in your mind right right it, yeah, so and then who oh uh pop claw who was essentially oh, Wolverine wow. X twenty three? Yeah, yeah X, she, she X had claws, right? Who was in yeah. a relationship with A Train, and that and that this compound V that created the characters. You, um, if you take it already as your superhero, it's it amplifies your powers. Yeah, it's 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 the mutant growth hormone that they have in in, in x-men comics um right yeah but it's like heroin and you yeah you become addicted to it and and that's that's what really jump starts the story so huey's girlfriend is killed in the first episode by a train he just runs through her right she just pink dust yeah pink dust that's what it's called because you know here's the thing when they you you go into training uh for um for the government things they're talking about explosives and stuff and you know you see movies like in mission impossible where there's an explosion and tom cruise goes flying and kind of rides the rides the the blast like if it was a wave and you're surfing kind of thing what really happens is if you're near like an explosive device you're you you get like completely incinerated and it just becomes what they call pink dust so you're just dust and it's just like this liquid kind of spray. You turn into the – if it's really powerful explosion, it's a spray. And that's kind of what happens because A-Train runs through Huyui's girlfriend. And this is like no – this isn't even a spoiler either because it's the very first – second scene of the of the, yeah. of the show or something like that. He's just holding her hands and he goes right through her and she's just liquefied. Yeah. And, and what you come to find out is he's actually on Compound V when it happens. So that that's right. what – that's how Huey ends up getting hooked up with the butcher who, you know, that's, they that's find out. Emotion, yeah, right. That, that right. He, he uh, the butcher realized he can manipulate Huey because he's he's gullible and, you know, they, they want to pay him off basically for killing his girlfriend. And he he's not about it. He's against what, what they're trying to do. So he's just like whatever the butcher wants to do. He's all for it. Yeah, you know it, it was good. It it was really really good. Um, yeah, that's the the boys. What a great great show. Yeah, I um, guess should we really? Oh, I I guess the we, the last thing we should really talk about it is the plot line with the butcher and his wife because that's going to set up right. season two. So right. yeah, so B- Billy the butcher's motivation throughout the entire show is that he believes that Homelander had uh, killed his wife eight years earlier, 
but it turns out that um, Homelander impregnated her, and it's kind of vague how they did it, and that because it was like kind of like did he yeah, rape they, her? Did he not they, rape right, her? Right. They make they make it she, out to seem like he raped her, but but it's, it's almost vague. like an, aff- an affair yeah. type thing, right? Because you, you see the close, you see them go in a room, the door closes, the door oh, opens, yeah. she comes out. And then as far as she knows, or as far as Billy the Butcher knows, she disappeared. And her whole family thinks she's dead. He doesn't think she's dead. Um, and what? And, and Homelander just doesn't know. Right. Right? And then he... He impregnated her. And then... Um, well, and you then, you actually, you don't know this till the, the very end, the last very scene. End, of the, right, right. Yeah. The so Homelander scene. doesn't know she's still alive. And then he finds out. And what he does is takes Butcher to see her. And she comes right. out of the house... And the and a kid comes out of the house, and the kid has the same powers as Homelander, and that's kind of how it ends. So, and, and that kid is the first because because when you're on when you're turned into a superhero, the scientists who created them believe that I mean always thought that they were not able to reproduce. So right. this child of Homelander is the first actual child that they know about. That they know about that, right? That were that, that wasn't created. I mean, in the end, it was all compound V, but that it was just he was born with the powers without having to go through that treatment because he manifested powers because his father was homelander. Right. So, so now the question is, how many are out there? Kind of thing. Right. Right. You right. know. So but, uh, and and that homelander um, without without uh, the corporate the, um, the his corporate overlords knowing. A homelander was taking compound v and creating um super villains to fight right so that was right. um right so yeah great great show i really enjoyed it i'm looking forward to the next season and uh it's unbelievably binge watchable yeah there's, there's been some really good content this year in terms of original programming um on streaming services i mean this is one umbrella academy is another one that i that I highly recommend. What's that on? That's on Netflix. That's oh, okay. a, that's also a comic book property written by uh, Gerard Way, who's from My Chemical Romance, if people know know that. Yeah. Um, but th- that show was phenomenal. That's more... Um, actually, the, the, the violence in that is pretty over the top, but the, the, the show is, is it's really good. It's yeah. really, really good. But then again, and, uh, you know, and going back to the boys, there's a certain level of irony as well where a certain level of an irony where you have um, this show, The Boys, which is really like, look at how corporatization sucks, brought to you by Amazon that controls everything. (laughs) Aside from Disney. Aside from Disney. Well, Disney owns, I mean, Amazon's like so much huger. Right. I mean, because it's not just media content. It's not just the mytho industrial complex that Disney is. Amazon is is coming to your home, delivering everything. Um, you go to Whole Foods to shop there. It is really kind of this corporation that has its tentacles in pretty much everything. And yeah. uh, and, and then they then they then they sell you this uh, anti corporate <laughs> this anti corporate television show, which is the essentially underlying irony of the whole thing. Yeah, but but it's good. It's definitely worth checking out for sure, hundred percent. Right, no doubt, absolutely. And so that was our thoughts on the Amazon Prime streaming series, The Boys. Five, 
us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at NotAllPodcastWearCapes.com. And send us an email, NotAllPods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was issue number five of Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. Looking forward, join us for our next issue where we will be discussing all things Star Wars. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks. Oof. You can cut, cut that, that out, 3.0. <laughs>